and and I, I've often took that that stance. It's like um, I'm supposed to say this, and I, and I often go that look. I'm supposed to do this, and I'm supposed to chuck the employee handbook at you, and I'm supposed to remind you of your contract. But the minute that I have to get involved in that type of behaviour, I'm a teacher and you're a school child, and I ain't here to look after kids. So it's up to you. What do you want to do? This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hey, Pulse peeps, it's Caitlin, your client success manager here, and I help members of the Paul Goff community be successful using our products and services. And today, I'm over the moon to bring you this episode of the Paul Goff Audio Experience. On today's call, you'll be listening to a recent coaching call Paul had with business owners from all around the world. On this call, one of the business owners told Paul how she is having an issue with the standards in her clinic. Between adjusting to the chaos of what was the start of COVID-19, a lack of onboarding for new staff, and avoiding being too tough on her team, this business owner gets the answers she needs. If you like this podcast and are asking yourself, I wonder how else this guy can help me in my business, head to paulgoff.com forward slash recession to see how we can help you market to patients right now, even while money is tight. On this webpage, you will be able to access four hours of information to help you regain the cash you have missed out on over the last financial quarter, how to recession-proof your business, and the opportunities that will come up due to the looming recession. Again, if you want to get access to all of this information and much more, head to paulgoff.com forward slash recession to get started today. All right, let's get this show started. I hope you enjoy. Let's go, Laura. What's happening? Um, not much. I've got a staff meeting coming up here after this, and I had planned on kind of delving in a little bit into just like the, along the concept of constantly reminding our staff of our values, not just telling them our values and our principles one time and hoping that they live up to it, but just kind of get into a routine of bringing it back in. Um, and I just to remind you, I have two brand new staff members, so this they're officially in the company now for Good two you. weeks. Well done. They came in at the same time, right in the middle of COVID. And then I have one personal trainer who's, you know, very new also, maybe three or four months as being a personal trainer with us. So for the most part, I'm finding myself with a brand new staff, even though, you know, we've just had complete changeover. So it's great. It's an, it's a great opportunity. And so my question for you is, um, I mean, it's been chaos for everybody's offices, I'm sure. And I'm trying not to tolerate what I don't want because you get what you tolerate. And yep. I've, I've done that in the past. And yet I'm trying to give tons of grace during this time frame because it's, it's a learning experience for this new staff that came in without onboarding plans because none of this was planned. So um, there have been a few things like, you know, our, our professionalism standard is if your shift starts at 7 a.m., you're there at quarter to 7 for all yeah. the reasons we talked about. And there's one staff member that, that that's her, been her issue. We've talked about it one-on-one -on -one several times. Um, it happens, it continues to happen. There's, and then, so each staff member, including myself, um, I have plenty of examples of myself not quite living up to the standards and, and I'm gonna start with that. But my question to you is in this group staff meeting setting, is that an appropriate thing 
to do? I don't want to call anybody out specifically, but how might I handle that in a way that is productive, but doesn't feel like finger pointing? Well, I, I think, look, we've got to separate uh, a few absolute non-negotiable uh, they are standards. They're not even expectations. These are standards, right? And one of them of which COVID or no COVID, arriving at work on time, it's like COVID doesn't influence any of our ability to arrive. I can either go to work or I can't, right? And and in theory, nobody really even has the, there was, there was a lot of traffic out there on the roads. It's like, even that one's out the window right now, right? You, you know, you're not giving me that one, even in California. Right now, I'm sure it's like, you know, it's probably like the rest of the world right now. But um, I just think Alora's got to go and, and tackle it head on. And it, it would be a huge red flag to me if I was hearing excuses immediately that, um, you know, somebody would be late or couldn't arrive at 6.45 consistently. It's just the absolute basics of uh, of what you would hope for somebody to be able to um, to do. Now, if, if I did being in that situation and I and I was having to tackle it, I would before I point the finger, I'd just say, before I do point the finger, do you want to tell me why this keeps happening? Is there something I'm not seeing? Because there may be an issue at home, there may be kids, problem, issue, disability, something, illness, issue with husband, I don't know, right? There could be something that causes a little bit of volatility that creates disruption that she doesn't want to really open up to just yet. So before you jump down the throat, I would probably say do you mind me asking why I, I don't want to keep pointing the finger at you what is the reason that that you know is is happening and in private she like I didn't mean to make it this specific um she and I have had these conversations and I actually she's not giving me excuses um so I I, I feel confident that I can handle that I guess my question was because there's there's a handful of things and all of all of the staff at this point has had a couple my thought was just to bring it back to the employee handbook where we've got professionalism defined, our core values is that, and just like highlight without saying any names, like everybody knows which one of those things they've missed on. The problem is they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, right? And this is, you're going to love, you're going to learn all of this. I've tried all that shit where you make like subtle hints at, at so-and-so. The fact that they did it and do it, right, means that they don't think that actually what they've done is wrong. They, they don't think that that's them that's done it. I've, I've done it and right and ask Sophie so many times I've done it on calls where she knows exactly what I'm doing and who's it's for. And the person that I'm like talking to is just sat there fucking looking out the window or like just doesn't give a shit. Right? Just fucking like, tackle it head on. Chuck them under the bus in front of everybody. Right? It, like, because there's one thing tackling it in, in public, right? Which I see Keith's here. It's like I'm not criticizing to my clients or to my patients that this person's done it. But I'm sure it's hell going to chuck a couple of people under the bus on a Zoom call or on a staff meeting. Damn right. Like, we are in private. So that's like, my question. That's okay. In front of that. Okay. Look, this is just not good enough. Look, Sally, the other day you came in at 6.45. Like, how do I explain to Mary that it's okay for her to come in at 6.45 and not you? Please tell me. One of my staff members arrived at work without her keys, and so she couldn't work with her client. I mean, and this is where I'm trying to just, like, I mean, that's something I'd do, so I'll have to. Totally. I mean, I, <laughs> like, I'm I'd not, be like, all right, I'm where's Sophie? So, Vicky, I need the keys. And they're like, fucking hell, Paul, this is the sixth time this month that you've left your keys in now. So I'm, I, I'm going to have to give them some grace for, for that one. I've had the locksmiths out of my clinic more time. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll call you next week. 
<laughs> I went through a phase of calling the locksmith about six times. I used to, this is a funny story, but I, I used to park my car because I was, I was the world's worst, right? Before I was a business owner, I was dreadful. I used to, none of my staff should listen to this, but I used to park my car outside and it was a uh, 30 minute free zone. So you got 30 minute free outside my very first clinic. Vicky will tell you this. And I was always fucking just cutting it for like one minute to nine if I started at nine parked the car at the front i got more fucking parking tickets i was literally on first name terms she'd be like oh hi paul yeah should i just run your card just like keep it up be like yeah yeah just run my card cheers i'll speak to you in two weeks right and it, it was just going on and on and on and the fucking changing the locks you're making me laugh because i bet you i got it done six times in about three or four months i used to lose the locks for gisborough gisborough keys and we went through a phase of getting the locks this is how bad it got the locks were getting changed the, the sorry the key was getting recut that many times that like eventually the key wasn't working in the things and it was just becoming a total nightmare. But anyway, side point to, to me, um, to me, I think, uh, look tendency. Yeah. Could you forget your keys, lose your keys? All right. Showing up, um, at six forty-five, constantly late. You're starting to get little behavioral, uh, standards that may not be what Elora wants. And that's where you've got to say, I'm either going to tolerate it or I'm not because it's going to show up in other areas of their, um, you know, other areas of their life is what is the way I would say it. And, and in your business, you've got to be um, a guardian of all of that. And that's really your job. The minute you start shouting and the minute you start chucking employee handbooks underneath them, it's like, I'm just not doing it. And and I, I've often took that, that stance. It's like, um, I'm supposed to say this and I, and I often go that look I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to chuck the employee handbook at you and I'm supposed to remind you of your contract but the minute that I have to get involved in that type of behavior I'm a teacher and you're a school child and I ain't here to look after kids so it's up to you what do you want to do and and you kind of start to take that stance as a business owner it's like I'm not getting sucked in. And let's look at it, right? We're adults. And if we have to chuck employee handbooks at people for showing up on time or not playing on Facebook and all that shit, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I, I, I absolutely flat out refuse to have conversations with anybody about it. I'll, I'll tell you at the start, and I might tell you once more, but after that, I'm just going to tackle it head on and go, look, this is the deal. This is the situation. I'm not here to babysit you. If I have to start worrying that you're not going to show up a quarter seven or you're going to be playing on Facebook or you're going to be fucking around on the, the internet on ASOS or whatever, then I'm not thinking about this business and you need to go. Simple as that. And, and, and candidly, that's how you'll have to, you know, I believe we, we, we should be managing because we're not teachers, head teachers, keeping pupils to, to behavior. That's what the fucking, like, that's like something off Oliver, like in, in the 1800s type of management like that's that's what the warehouses and what have you and clock in and clock out was all invented the, the whole concept of rules right and, and employee handbooks and time clocks and time stamps and vacation days even uh, dare i say it was invented because of people who took the piss seriously we we are all literally living by a set of rules that were invented a hundred odd years ago to keep people obedient I ain't taking part in that. I'm not reinforcing rules that were made 150 years ago and treating people as though we're still in the workhouse days. Look, this is what I need. This is what I interviewed you for. I asked you about standards. You told me you would arrive at 6.45. In the future, the way you'd correct that, you'd say something like, I have my own personal beliefs around what time people should arrive at work and finish work. 
what do you think? Let's say your shift starts at seven. What time do you think you should be in the building? Right? And then they'll go, because they'll try to kiss your ass, they'll go 6.45 and you go, great. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. 6.45, I love it. Yeah. I was going to say 6.50, but now you've said 6.45, I'm going to change the rules for everybody. So great. I've got you down for 6.45. And then, then, right, now how you'd manage that is when they start showing up at 6.59, three weeks later, which inevitably he or she often does, you go, hey, listen, um, we need to have a chat. I think you're letting yourself down. Why is that, Paul? Well, look, you told me that your standard was 6.45. It's now, it's now 6.59. I think you're letting yourself down. Either that or you're a liar. One of the two. What do you think we should, what do you think we should do? I can see a couple of my staff laughing on here right now. <laughs> but bringing this in the staff meeting, my thought, I, I didn't want to single somebody. I'm not singling anybody out, but it was just like, remember this thing. And, and I like your way of making it like, I'm supposed to remind you of this handbook principles. And just by bringing it up, people can recall that there is a handbook that they've all gone through, yeah. but that allows I just, I don't want to blame, I want to always like look to myself first. Like what have I not done in these two months that might've supported them better? What have I maybe, you know, I always like bring it to myself first. Nah, I think Alana, uh, again, I'm going to, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump down your throat instantly with a, have a bit more uh, about you of what you're going to expect. And look, a, a lot of people do this where they go, well, I'm going to look at myself first, right? You look at yourself for some things. You don't look at yourself when employees know that they're supposed to turn up at 6.45 and fucking don't, right? Like, you don't need to be pressed enough fucking the YouTube to communicate that one. It's like, we agreed it's a 6.45 start. How many languages do you want me to say it in? Understood. I may not, I may not have commu communicated how to position what we're trying to sell. Like, that's a different conversation. There's some of those things, yes. That, that's one thing. But if these are basic standards, I, again, I think just as a business owner and everyone listening to this, like that, this goes back down to your beliefs and yourself and what you stand for and what you're about. That's a basic violation of what you want to build the business on. And you absolutely are in your rights to go. This is not cool. I don't want you fucking about on Facebook all day. I don't want you coming in at one minute to. I don't want to see you caught on at one minute to five. I don't want to see your family in the fucking building two minutes to go. Like, that's not cool. That's not what we're about. Occasionally, yeah. But don't turn it into hard. Don't make these things habits. Don't take the, like, you're absolutely in your rights to, 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 to say that these are the things, the non-negotiable standards. We can get the sales component wrong. You'll never, ever hear me talk badly, negatively, shout, angst if we fuck sales up. I'll look at ways to improve sales. But I go from 0 to 30, 0 to 60 in three seconds. If it's like violation of the Facebook things, the, the timekeeping things, the, the standards, the dressing, the just, just general absolute basics. Because if we can't get that right, we're not getting the sales part of it right. We're not getting these things right generally. And, and that's what you, you have to, you have to um, you believe in yourself about. That that's, that's what Elora wants. That's not looking at yourself and go, what am I not doing here? This is a, my God, I, I, I'd be looking at that employee going, I feel sorry for you. I feel so sorry for you. Not me. What the fuck am I worried about? I can get myself here. I, I've fixed my standards. I've sorted myself out. It's you that I feel for, that you don't have the discipline in your life. 
to be at work when you say you will. And no excuse. If there's something behind it that says, look, I have a, I have a kid at home that's, that's got a certain illness and occasionally toys come out the pram literally and, and you know, there's, there's all sorts of stuff goes up in the house and I promise you I'm not taking the piss. It just means that when he kicks off or when this happens, it's like it takes me 20 minutes to calm him down and occasionally I might be late. Great. That's the Dennis Rodman. You've signed up for somebody that has these things that they bring to your life. But it's cool because there's a reason behind it. But if it's just I couldn't be asked to get out of bed, it's like if it was just I, I, I took for granted, I just thought that Elora would not notice it or my patients wouldn't be bothered and so on. You do that too many times, you've got a habit. Thank you. The big thing I want you to take away from that is a belief in yourself. You're not being arrogant. You're not being cocky. You're not being anything other than these are the standards. This is the Michael Jordan. You'll thank me for it. We're not. We're not going to. Um, I think I went off the rails a little bit because I'd done five years in professional soccer where it was just fucking brutal. It was like absolutely brutal, and I probably did fall out of like soccer. And I was like, "Oh, this is great. I'm my own boss. I just roll out of bed now, and I pull up one minute to go." And I was like this for about a year or two. But I'd come from five years of, like, if you, and in, in the, the, uh, the boss used to go, this is what you used to do all the time, the boss leaves at 9, uh, the bus leaves at 9.34, right? Or it'd be like, the bus leaves at 10.07, right? And, and, he'd, and everyone'd be like, what do you mean 10.07? Like, boss, can't, can't it be 10 o'clock? No, no, 10.07, right? And then, then all the players would go, oh, but boss, by whose watch? And then he'd go, well, by whose watch? If you were getting on a flight, you fucking make sure you're there for your flight, don't you? And he was just testing all the time, all the time, testing standards, testing excuses. The players that came out with those types of excuses are, oh, what? But, but boss, what? But by whose watch? Are you going to wear the share, son? But yeah, yeah, I'm going to Spain. What time does your flight take off? 10.13. Well, I bet you fucking make it for that flight. You can make it for our bus on Saturday morning. Like, and it was that, it, it was that type of mindset all the time. It wasn't make it easy. It was make it fucking difficult for people. No excuses. And it was amazing. It did teach me a lot, a lot of lessons on it. Bush used to take, if, the, if they weren't there at 10, 13, they had to pay for their own taxi, right? Like to get to the game. Many times we had players in a taxi behind the bus and they, it wouldn't let them get on, even when we stopped. They're like, you have to pay out your own pocket to get to the game. We used to drive off from the bus station, from the service stations, everything. It was, it was amazing. Fab. Train leaves at 9.34. You, you'll make it. You'll make it for the train if you want to get somewhere for the weekend with your girlfriend or your, or your wife. You'll be on that train. You'll be on our train at 9.34 it leaves. Choose wisely. And then, obviously, you played the game because nobody had their watch exactly set. They all used 10 or 15 minutes early. standards. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff, 
using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.